Thank you for tuning in to Voice Epilepsy Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Davidson. On Voice Epilepsy Podcast, we will discuss health and wellness, education, employment, lived experience, and all things epilepsy. Well, thank you, Dr. Sarah McCowan, for joining us. You're a pediatric psychologist from the University of Victoria, and we are here to talk about Dino Island. Can you share a little bit more about yourself and what this research is that you're engaged in? Sure. Well, it, um, in terms of me, I'm, um, I'm what's known as a pediatric neuropsychologist. Um, so I'm a clinical psychologist with specialty in neuroscience um, and conduct research, particularly on children and children's brains. And um, I worked in the community as a practicing neuropsychologist for many years become, before coming back to the academic world and really um, realized sort of some of the limitations and treatment options for kids out there. Um, so became really passionate about um, not just understanding how kids' brains work, but also um, trying to design and develop interventions to, to support them. Um, and, you know, affordable, accessible interventions out in the community. So, so I came back to the academic world with that perspective. Um, yeah, so um, in terms of um, the project that we're working on, we're on a three-year project that's funded by Kids' Brain Health Network. Um, and that project is really focused on um, developing innovations through partnerships with um, community, research, industry, um, in order to develop innovations either in the treatment or um, early assessment um, areas that support children and families who have various types of, of neurodevelopmental and, and medical conditions particularly those that impact the brain. Um, so our side of that is um, we've developed a um, intervention innovation um, and we're currently working on that innovation to, to both validate it in terms of seeing how clinically effective it is and also um, implementation efficacy. So looking at not just um, does it work clinically, but how do we actually get this out into the community to the folks who need it the most? How can we, we give back and benefit the community? It's fantastic. And can you describe it a little bit? I mean, I've seen it online. It, it appears mm. to be like a, a, a video, uh, an engagement through video game. Um, so yeah, if you can kindly just explain a little bit more around what that means and what the engagement is like for children. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Dino Island is what's known as a serious game. Um, and that's a video game that has therapeutic or treatment purposes as opposed to a purely entertainment purpose. Um, and the benefit of including an intervention in, in a game is that we can make it more engaging, more salient, meaningful, um, so that we have kids um, and you know, individuals wanting to engage in the intervention um, and, and doing it in a way that's hopefully a bit more enjoyable for them. <laughs> um, so it's a serious game. Um, it's designed to improve attention and executive function abilities in children. Um, and executive function abilities really refer to sort of one's ability to control your own thinking and behavior to achieve goals. So things like focusing and sustaining attention, filtering information, being flexible in your thinking, 
um, inhibitory control, um, regulating emotions and behavior. Um, so it's a game that's designed to um, Im improve those types of abilities. Um, it is the latest in a long line of neuroscience-based interventions that were originally pioneered by Catherine Matier and Kimberly Kearns at the University of Victoria, and they were mentors of mine. <laughs> and in the game, we're really capitalizing on the principles of neuroplasticity to, to affect changes in, in the brain and behavior. Um, so we know that if we can exercise the brain in a specific manner, that we can strengthen and improve brain systems and then the functions that rely upon those systems. Um, so the game um, overall has five mini games um, that exercise different aspects of attention and executive function. Um, it's meant to be hierarchical, so it kind of starts easy and gets more difficult. Um, it's adaptive, so it adjusts itself to the individual's performance. If they're doing really well, it gets more difficult. If they're struggling, it gets a little bit easier. And that's so that each time when the person's doing the intervention, they can always be working in that kind of ideal zone that we know um, helps to improve brain function and behavior. Um, and if, one of the unique things I think about Dino Island is that it's not just the video games. So the serious game is one component of it, but it really is a hybrid model. So it's designed to be delivered with the support of an interventionist who, and that can be uh, not any sort of non-expert person in the child's circle of care. Um, and by non-expert, I mean non-psychologist or a person who's not trained in, in cognitive rehabilitation. So it may be a parent, it may be a support worker. Um, and they are there with the child the entire time they're playing the game and they're teaching the child sort of self-regulation, problem solving and metacognitive strategies um, in order to encourage the child to think about their performance and think about ways to improve their performance. And we think that it's the combination of these kind of brain-based exercises plus that interventionist metacognitive component that really helps to um, affect lasting change that we see not just on sort of our tests, and, uh, but that we also see out in the real world. It's fantastic. So is there, a, is there a, a parent support component to the research then? Yeah, there is. So um, we are currently um, in a part of our study, we're actually working with parents who are delivering the intervention in their homes to children. And, and um, you know, this is something that we always wanted to do, I would say, related to um, all of the challenges with COVID. It's something that's happened even faster <laughs> than, than we expected. Um, so um, and in order for parents to deliver the intervention or for community support workers, we have an online training. Um, and that online training site takes between about, I'd say, two and four hours and it provides people with the important background information that they need to understand you know what are attention and executive function what type of treatments out are out there um, the specific strategies that they would need to support the child in playing the game um, and that's appropriate for any kind of any any sort of um, person who's wanting to support a child in delivering the intervention and in fact we found in our past studies we've worked with education assistants in schools um, and we actually gathered data that um, engaging in that training actually was helpful for them not in terms of their professional development, not just for supporting that child who's playing Dino Island, but just for supporting children more broadly and more generally. Um, so the goal is that certainly the training is there to give people everything they need to deliver the intervention, but that also um, that it's actually beneficial also in terms of, of their own learning. Um, and then we are, as you know, as currently we're delivering Dino Island in the context of research trials, we are also um, supporting and in touch with families or interventionists who are delivering the intervention in terms of gathering some data on their experience, um, supporting them when they have questions, 
um, and continuing to always sort of improve and adapt our, our materials based on what the community is telling us is, is most helpful for them. Fantastic. Now, the um, in terms of your, it's a three-year study. Mm -hmm. and, and so whereabouts are you in that three years? Yeah, well, we're just coming to the year, the end of year one. Um, so um, and in year one, we've been um, looking at parent delivery of Dino Island to children with autism spectrum disorders. Um, we're now moving into year two, which is um, looking at um, community support worker delivery of Dino Island and children with a range of neurodevelopmental conditions. Um, so that may include sort of medical conditions that affect the brain, such as, as epilepsy um, or other types of neurodevelopmental disorders. Um, and then in year three, which will be the following year, we'll be working back with parents again and families. But we're still, um, we're all interested in anybody who's interested in participating. Um, as part of the project, we do have some key partners. One of our partners is the Center for Child Development um, in Surrey, BC, who's a core partner of ours, who's supporting with, with the clinical work that we're doing. Um, we're also partnered with um, Health Tech Connects um, because we're gathering some neuroimaging data to look at not just behaviorally how it changes children's behavior, but what, whether we see that matching in terms of what's happening in the brain. Um, and then we have a partner in Alberta, the Uncomplicated Family, Kids Uncomplicated, who are really supporting us with maximizing the efficacy of the telehealth component to this um, and our ability to, to connect with people remotely. Um, yeah. Well, it's fantastic. I was curious about that because I did see Alberta was, mm -hmm. was posted and I wasn't sure if it was the two provinces working together or, um, and is there uh, any government funding going towards these, uh, the study? Uh, well, the study is funded by Kids Brain Health, um, and they're um, sort of part of the National Centers of Excellence program. So through that program, there is government funding that's funneling in as part of that funding. And Kids Brain Health Network, they've supported this project for, they're in their cycle three now, but since their cycle one, which was a decade ago, um, when this was a previous iteration and through their support, we've been able to develop it and improve it and hone it over time. So it's exciting to have their ongoing support and to be at this phase where we're actually getting it out into the community. It's outstanding. And so in terms of uh, participants that you're looking for, what is the, um, what's the age range of children that you're looking for in term for the study? Mm -hmm. Well, in terms of uh, the way Dino Island is currently developed, really it's most appropriate, I would say, for children ages four to 12. Um, and that's not because the exercises aren't hard enough for older children. It's just that um, our programming has programmed the game to look like a more you know, younger kind of <laughs> child game. They're cute dinosaurs and creatures that would certainly appeal to the younger age group, but maybe a bit young for, for older children. But that being said, our um, university students who were testing the game find the cognitive exercises challenging. So um, therapeutically, it's suitable for probably all age ranges from about ages four up, but the way the game looks, it's probably, you know, we're aiming for around ages four to 12 years. Fantastic. And, and so do families self-refer or are they referred through, through their doctors? How do they get in contact with you to participate? Well, yeah, well, we have a website um, and um, that website, um, it's, um, do you want me to give the website name or do you? Yes, if you could, yeah. that'd be great. Um, it's HTTP colon double backslash uvicdinoisland.cogtrain.ca. Um, and we have on that website a place where people can sign up if they're interested. Um, and it also 
um, shows the game, demonstrates it, gives an example of a family talking about their experience with it and describes who we are and who our partners are. So that's probably the best way to reach us. This is fantastic. Is there anything else that you would like to add that um, our British Columbian families um, should know in order to be uh, to get involved? Well, no, other than just that we're really, you know, the goal of this was to develop a treatment option to really fill the gap of what's out there and what's available for children and families and to do it in a way that's effective, accessible and affordable, both to local and remote communities. Um, and that's our end goal at the end of the cycle is to have something that we can have out there that that is very affordable and that people can access easily. Um, but a, an important part of that work is um, gathering the data that we're gathering now on looking at who is it most effective for, in what way, um, and what are the barriers to people actually using it out in their community. So I would just say that, you know, for now, it's available to people who are interested in participating in our, in our research trials. Um, and I think that's a really um, crucial information, both for our intervention and for this type of intervention, um, you know, moving forward. Um, but then once we've finished our, our trials, certainly the intention is to have it available to everybody. Well, it's fantastic. I really appreciate um, I, being involved in um, being able to spread the news of this. We have about 21,000 um, children that have epilepsy in the province. And to share this out, and, and there's always an interest uh, for families to participate in research. Uh, so this is exciting. I think it's exciting that it's coming out of British Columbia. Um, so thank you for everything that you're doing and, and all of your great work. And the fact that your you know, pediatric uh, psychologist, um, uh, you know, thank you. Um, we, um, we definitely um, need more of you in the province. And, and the fact that you're, you've gone back to the uh, to the academia. We, um, we appreciate that also. Um, thank you for your time today. Oh, thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in to the Voice Epilepsy podcast. Make sure to follow us on all of our BCES and I'm a Voice for Epilepsy Awareness social media platforms. In closing, remember, you matter and you are not alone. Make Thursdays our Epilepsy Date Night with Epilepsy Voice Podcasts.